T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Spring is here, the trees are blooming, and finally, Times Square is booming. There's construction on a new hotel, lines for Broadway shows, and crowds at the crossroads of the world. We're celebrating our sixth weekend in a row with pedestrian counts over 300,000, and it looks like we've really turned a corner in our recovery. This is seen as symbolic of the city's post-COVID recovery. It just shows that if we can do it in Times Square, we could do it anywhere. The best is yet to come for Times Square and for New York City. The turnaround is obvious to restaurant owners. Right now, we are trending higher than pre-COVID 2019. Office workers. It's slowly coming back to life. Um, you can see, especially on a nice weather day, you know, it seems like everything's uh, starting to fill out again. And tourists. We come from Holland, so we have Amsterdam. And you, in, in America, they say New York is astonishing. So that's why we're here. This week on 880 In-Depth, they're coming back to Times Square. And it looks like we've really turned a corner in our recovery. Will recovery for the rest of the city follow? Welcome to 880 In-Depth. I'm Michael Wallace. There were days when it seemed like New York would never recover. The streets were eerily silent, swaths of stores were vacant, and many people packed up and moved out. But things are changing. There's a new energy and rebirth in many parts of the city, and nowhere is that more evident than in Times Square. It's a microcosm of the city's melting pot. Residents, office workers, and tourists from near and far are coming together to generate and absorb the area's vitality. A little later, we'll hear from a restaurant owner about the resurgence. Visit Times Square is great now. We have been closed 554 days. So that was quite a hiatus that we had, uh, same as Broadway. We're happy to be open. Tourists are in Times Square. New Yorkers are going to see shows. People are dining out. Carmine's and Virgil's are nice and busy. And a hotel manager and Broadway producer. It is healthy. It is alive. People are sitting in the seats. They are buying tickets. Actors are on the stage doing what they love. But let's start with Tom Harris. He's president of the Times Square Alliance, a business improvement district. Harris spoke to WCBS reporter Peter Haskell. It looks like things are getting busier here. Peter, they are. We're celebrating our sixth weekend in a row with pedestrian counts over 300,000. And it looks like we've really turned a corner in our recovery. Where are people coming from? It's hard to tell. It seems like they're mostly New Yorkers, tri-staters, and people from the United States who are experiencing the new Times Square. 
uh, we still don't have the international tourists back. So those are the people who spend the most money. If, if those international tourists are not, not back this summer, this year, what's the impact? So I think you're right. International tourists stay longer, spend more, and we certainly are welcoming them back. I think that a lot of the businesses are anticipating their return in the near future. So I expect that we will see an uptick. There was a push to try to get local folks to come to the city, to come to Times Square. How has that worked? I think that's done done well. I think a lot of people from, from the five boroughs, from the tri-state area, and from the United States have been coming to Times Square. That's why we're seeing those numbers over 300,000. It's interesting. If you look at the numbers, it seems like office buildings are you know, roughly 40% full from where they were pre-COVID. Can you survive if the numbers don't get up to 70, 80, 90%? Surviving is one thing, thriving is another. So I think that a lot of the, the, um, the retail are surviving. We're looking for those office workers to come back and experience all the great things that Times Square has to offer. We do need them to support the, the economy in Times Square. Do you think they will come back? And if so, when? It's hard to say when. I think they will come back. I think that new business is going to be harder. Onboarding people is going to be harder in a Zoom room. And I think people will crave the synergy that exists in the office setting. Does some of these office towers need to be reimagined, reconfigured, rebuilt for something else? Times Square is always reinventing ourselves so if you just look at any block it's not the same that it was five or six years ago so I think we will see some buildings repurpose other other buildings will continue with the office tenant model there was this push after 9-11 to reinvent lower Manhattan does Times Square need to be reinvented per se we're seeing a lot of optimism from our developers. We have three hotels that are they're under construction right now. We have two that have opened up within the last couple of months, and there are two more pla- uh, planned for the near future. So I think that Times Square has always been a multi-use area with Broadway, with hotels, with office workers, with tourists. So I think that that will always exist. COVID cases are surging again, with the city bumping its COVID alert level from low to medium. It's the virus that kept people away in the first place. The reminders are everywhere. There's still a COVID testing van here, which is not a bad thing, but COVID is still out there and circulating. What kind of drag is that having on on the Times Square and tourism here? So I think that that is keeping the international travelers from from coming. The COVID, COVID is still very real, but we need to find ways to go on with our lives and live with COVID. And I think that in New York, we are we are doing that. We see the pedestrian counts go up. We see our theaters opening. We see our theaters doing well. So I think it's about finding new ways to live with COVID and also live our lives. Is that a challenge, though, for some people who know this is a very dense place? And how does that impact people who might decide to go elsewhere? So we're seeing people come to Times Square. We're seeing those pedestrian counts over 300,000. 
people on the weekend. It's it's a it's a, a rainy morning, and we see people walking uh, through Times Square, uh, and and that's a good thing. So I think that there are ways to live our lives, to experience all that's great about New York City, all that's great about Times Square, and live with COVID in a safe way. He talked about retail before, and there's still a certain amount of vacancies here. How does that play into this picture? So we just exceeded 80% in our retail establishments open. So that's up from 55% a year ago, and it, 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 it's up from even a few months ago. So we're seeing with the uptick in pedestrian traffic that the retailers are coming back. We're seeing a lot of new leases. There's, there's a lot of demand for the retail space in Times Square, so that is very encouraging. What is Times Square's best-selling point, and what's your feeling about the future looking forward? Broadway, the experience, the signs, this is a place to see and to be seen. Most people who come to New York want to pass through Times Square because of, of the vibrancy, the energy here, and we think that that will always be an appeal. Another challenge is crime. Major crimes are up 42% year-to-date. On April 30th, a man was stabbed to death in Dave & Buster's on 42nd Street. Harris, who's a former cop, is keenly aware of the problems. One crime in Times Square is one crime too many. We have a fantastic police department. That, that, that tragic homicide at Dave & Buster's, they made an arrest immediately. Crime is one thing, and those numbers are up, but it seems that the police department has, has a handle on that. What we need to look at is the disorder on our public streets, not only in Times Square, but throughout the city, and just see what level of disorder we are willing to, to accept. And I know that in Times Square, we would like to uh, have effective strategies to deal with some of the disorder that exists in our streets. Such as? Uh, the, the, there's a lot of, what we've seen recently is an uptick in marijuana sales. We've seen an uptick in these weed world trucks. We have some aggressive solicitation. The CD sellers are a perennial problem in Times Square. We'd like to see effective strategies with all of the city agencies working together with meaningful measures of success to address these challenges. That's exactly what Mayor Adams is talking about, and we, we support him fully. Some of this has been talked about before, but you still have the problem. How do you approach it differently? And it's not your role, per se. How does the city approach this differently to fix it? Well, I think we have a new mayor. We have a new city council. And as, as um, citizens and voters in, in the city, we need to tell our elected officials what we expect from them, the type of public, public space we, uh, we demand from them. Are you concerned somebody comes to work here in one of these buildings, they live in the suburbs, they see the disorder, they say, I'm not bringing my kids here this week and I don't need this. Times Square is a vibrant, energetic neighborhood that is accessible to, to tri-staters and to, to all of those suburban commuters who come in. We are within walking distance of Port Authority, Penn Station, Grand Central Station, most major subways come through Times Square. Times Square will always be attractive for office workers, tourists, New Yorkers, and international visitors. Speaking of tourists, Marika and Matthias van Berkel have made their first visit to New York. We come from Holland, so we have Amsterdam, and you, in, in America they say New York is 
astonishing. So that's why we're here. And we are standing here already for five or ten minutes just looking around and it's like, wow, what's happening here? It's, it's very cool to see, uh, to see um, um, yeah, New York City. But we have to uh, we have to um, discover a lot yet, so we are not finished. <laughs> you know, I'm curious. Were you concerned about COVID coming to the city? I uh, know we are in the Netherlands. We already have passed uh, the critical point, so we have all been vaccinated, and um, no, no, so no worries. And what about crime? Were you concerned about crime? No, uh, not explicitly. No, no. no. No, we don't. We don't. We are. We are cautious, of course. But uh, I think it's a lot of places in the world. You have to take your protection. So we do. We have to be careful. Yeah, we are. Sarah Beck and Adam King are here from Portland, Oregon. They didn't hesitate to make the trip. I'm happy to spend my money here and support the economy. Absolutely. Yeah. No. No concerns about COVID. I mean, at this point, we're vaccinated. I think we'll probably all get it at some point. So, no. One of the things I'm curious about, were you concerned about crime at all coming to the city? No. No, no. No. What, if anything, have you heard about New York City crime in Portland? Portland's crime is up, so this is kind of nice. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. One of the biggest drivers of tourism here is Broadway. There are currently 36 shows in production. Brian Marlin is a producer for three shows, The Piano Lesson, American Buffalo, and Macbeth. He tells Peter Haskell he's optimistic. I think Broadway looks extraordinarily bright. Um, as you said right before we started recording, you know, you asked how I was, and I said, in my little corner of the world, um, all is well. And I, and I consider Broadway the a corner of the world in the sense that um, it is healthy, it is alive. People are sitting in the seats, they are buying tickets, actors are on the stage doing what they love, New Yorkers are supporting Broadway, tourists are supporting Broadway, and we are doing really well. Give us a sense about ticket sales, how are they, and do you have a comparison just generally to pre-COVID, do you think you are where you would have been? We are, we are certainly we are certainly not where we were pre-COVID. I mean that that is a that is a not a, a challenge that's unique to specifically to Broadway. I mean the, the rest of the world is not where it was pre-COVID. But given all that has happened and where we are and how we have returned, we are definitely 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 trending in an upward position. I mean this past week we had 36 shows that have opened um, playing on Broadway right now. And our theaters are filled top to bottom. And that's a really good sign for us. 
that is a very, very good sign for us. Hotel occupancy is, is back on the rise. Airline travel is high again. And people are coming. People are coming to support Broadway shows. Does it feel the same? You know what? You know what? It feels different because the spirit is different. People are so grateful to have live entertainment. People inside the building, those who are on stage and those who are backstage, feel elated to be back at work, to be back doing what people were born to do. And as a patron and a lover of theater, not only a theater maker, but also a theater supporter, every time I'm sitting in an audience, people are so excited to be in the audience of a Broadway show. I was just at MJ again last week, and this woman said to me, it's my first show since, since the pandemic, and I am thrilled to be here. I came with my daughter, and I bought a new dress, and I came to see the Michael Jackson musical, and that was just heartwarming. When you walk through Times Square and you see the people who are there, or maybe the people who aren't there, what is your sense of the future of tourism in the city, of Times Square, of the theater? What do you think? You know something? I, I, there's, a, there's a wonderful booth inside Times Square that, is, that um, belongs to the Theater Development Fund, TDS, and the booth is called TKTS, um, commonly referred to as the place where we can get discount tickets. And I walked by the TKTS booth just two days ago, and the line was around, was around the staircase to get tickets to a Broadway show. And I always look at that line because that particular line is so indicative of where we are um, with tourists and desires to see Broadway shows. Because everyone that comes to Broadway knows that if you stop by that booth, you can get a ticket to a favorite show if, if it's available at the last minute. And the line was long, and people were anxious and happy to be in that line. So I think that tourism is trending in the right direction. I love that New Yorkers are being tourists in their own backyard. I love that our neighbors from, our, from the tri-state area are coming into our city. And I think that we're going to be A-OK. We're coming into a very, very healthy fall with new shows coming in the fall for Broadway. Um, that's going to be extraordinarily exciting. We have Samuel L. Jackson coming to Broadway. We have John David Washington coming to Broadway. We have Danielle Brooks coming to Broadway in the piano lesson um, in the fall. Uh, we have a new show, new musicals transferring in, like Kimberly Akimbo. Um, so I think that it's, it's healthy. Our fall is going to be healthy, and that's going to be good for New York City. The neighborhood relies largely on out-of-towners for big spending. City tourism officials expect a big rebound from last year, but the number of visitors will still be down 15% from 2019. Alexandra Walsh is Director of Sales and Marketing at the Westin Times Square. She spoke to our Peter Haskell. Give us a sense. What's business like these days? Well, business has certainly rebounded back. New York City has reopened, which we're all very um, excited about. And uh, since the um, release of the Key to New York City, which happened mid-February, we've started to see an uptick in business, which really excites hoteliers. So we had a really strong March and um, an excellent April, and now we're, we're well on our way to seeing a very strong May and June. So when you look at from an occupancy perspective, because that's how hotels do um, obviously set ourselves, uh, we had a um, mid-80s occupancy in, in April, and we're expecting a high 80s or low 90s for, for May and June. So we're very excited. Back to 2019 numbers. So you're basically where you were then? 
That's right. So we're, um, we are uh, fingers crossed and touch wood that we are expecting to weather any, any typical storms coming our way, but we've really set ourselves up for success. And, uh, you know, it helps when um, everything opens up in New York City and uh, all the restrictions are released. And, of course, um, we're doing a lot of domestic, um, domestic business. All the international borders have reopened. And then, of course, all of our business uh, travellers are starting to come back to the office, back to the city, and they're also on the road meeting their customers. And that, um, that enables them to stay at the hotel. You talk about the occupancy rate. What about prices? Are the prices uh, similar to where you were pre-COVID? Yes, well, you know, pricing always has many variables. So it's obviously based on supply and demand. Um, so it's also um, demand being a one big factor. So if there's um, more guests coming to the city, then obviously that levels out the pricing. We're seeing um, numbers very similar to what we did in 19. Uh, we're tweaking it here and there in accordance to where we need to from a, from a hotel standpoint. And then um, there's quite a few operators that have opened up, so that does change some of the rates um, accordingly. And then, you know, unfortunately some hotels have not reopened. So um, definitely revenue management do an excellent job in that area. They read, read the market, they see where we go, want, need to go from a pricing perspective, and they make adjustments accordingly. But the numbers are very similar to what we had in, in 19. How do things feel in the hotel in Times Square? What's your sense of that? Feels great. New York City, um, as I said, has reopened, and also so, so does Times Square. There's a lot of buzz happening within um, Times Square. The hotel's running... Um, High 80s, low 90s from an occupancy perspective. It's, it's, um, you can feel a certain energy uh, within the hotel. There's a lot of guests, um, business travelers, and also um, tourism. And then, of course, I know we always benchmark how busy the actual city is in Times Square with the actual footprint and how many people actually visit Times Square. So I do believe, um, in accordance to Times Square Alliance, we're back to pre-COVID 2019 numbers with the amount of foot traffic. I think they're up to around 280,000, 300,000 a day. So that's how we sort of compare, compare it. So definitely the area is a buzz. Maybe the biggest change from pre-COVID is the number of office workers. The commercial vacancy rate is 14%, double the number from the end of 2019. The offices that are open have not quite 40% of their workers coming in every day. James didn't want to give us his last name, but he works in an office. He sees the tide turning. Uh, it's slowly coming back to life. Um, you can see, especially on a nice weather day, you know, it seems like everything's uh, starting to fill out again. You know, the delis are full when you're trying to get a sandwich at lunch. <laughs> uh, so it's more or less getting back to normal, but, you know, it's been two plus years. A lot of stuff around here has closed down. Unfortunately, a lot of businesses have gone out. Um, so that's sad to see, but, you know, looks like new things are opening and, you know, hopefully we get back to normal here over the next couple of months. There is a hunger for a return to normal and just a hunger in general, which is good news for restaurants in the area. Jeffrey Bank is with A La Carte Restaurant Group, which runs Carmine's and Virgil's in Times Square. Visiting Times Square is great now. We have been closed 554 days, so that was quite a hiatus that we had, uh, same as Broadway. We're happy to be open. Tourists are in Times Square. New Yorkers are going to see shows. People are dining out. Carmine's and Virgil's are nice and busy. Uh, it's great. we got a long way to make back those 554 days, but right now business is fantastic. When did you reopen? And give us a sense, the arc of your business since the doors were opened. 
uh, business opened up in the in fall of last year, and things were progressing really nicely. And in December, you had uh, Omicron hit at the end of December uh, that whipped through Manhattan. Um, a lot of staff and, and uh, customers you know, got infected, but no one was really hospitalized because our staff is all vaccinated. Uh, so things slowed down a little in January and February. And then business has been growing ever since March, April, March. I think 11 new shows opened up on Broadway. And uh, business has just been taking off in the spring. He's glad to see the commercial spaces refilling. Uh, the offices in New York have been coming back. More and more people are working three and four days. Thursday has become the busy happy hour night. People going out. Fridays are a little soft in the office. Uh, for sure. But the weekdays have been good. People have been coming back to work and they've been craving attention and, and, and human contact. You know, the best way to mentor someone is to see them face to face, not over Zoom. And of course, crime is an issue. It's a concern for everyone. You know, we always want to feel safe and be safe, but Times Square is one of the safest places in the world. You can see cops and police officers all over the place, plus they're undercover, you know, police officers. It's a very safe place to be. It has not affected our customers at all. Generally, how how is business now compared to what you did pre-COVID? Uh, right now, the month of April is higher than pre-COVID. Uh, it'd be nice if it continues this way, and I hope it will, and it should. But right now, we are trending higher than pre-COVID 2019. Hotels seem to be full. The shows seem to be full. More shows are opening. People are excited. They're out on the street. It's, there's a great atmosphere if you walk around here. Why do you think that is? What's the biggest difference? I think two years of being cooped up and being told to stay at home uh, is why people are happy to get out, get vaccinated, and come out and enjoy the world. We'll give the last word to Tom Harris at the Times Square Alliance. He thinks as Times Square goes, so goes the city. Times Square was was always a symbol of the pause in the pandemic and, and our vibrancy, the return of over 300 thousand people on the weekends is a symbol of our resolve and our recovery and i think that it just shows that if we can do it in times square we could do it anywhere the best is yet to come for times square and for new york city so is times square leading the comeback or is it waiting for the rest of the city and then it kind of follows times square is a leader we're not looking to follow anyone we we are looking to create the greatest experience for all of the visitors to Times Square, and that will bring people back to Times Square. We are planning a lot of public art displays in the next couple of months. We're planning robust plaza programming, so we're gonna have jazz, we're gonna have Broadway buskers in Times Square. We're gonna create a great experience and people will come and, and, and take advantage of that. So you think Times Square is an indicator of what the rest of the city is going to say? I think we are a leader in bringing Times Square back. Tom, thank you. Thank you very much, Peter. That's it for 880 In-Depth this week. The executive producers are Tim Scheld and Peter Haskell. Our thanks to Tom Harris of the Times Square Alliance and Jeffrey Bank at a la carte Restaurant Group. 880 In-Depth gives us a chance to focus on an important issue in our community. You can find us at WCBS880.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your audio. And please subscribe. I'm Michael Wallace. Thanks for listening.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.